All right, you do the pre-show this week. I asked you why you're grumbling. I wasn't grumbling. I was just making noises. All right, well, you're going. Yeah, it's just my breathing. <laughs> just. Mm-hmm. Noises um, don't always relay some significant thing. No, that's no. what sounds do. They let others know something. What kind of noise would uh, this represent? Silly. Nope. See, it didn't let you know anything. Ugh. You know what it really meant? It meant turn down the temperature. It's too hot in this room. And you just said silly. So that's oh, the no. that's the noise that humans traditionally used to make when rooms were too hot. We have a family whistle. Oh, yeah? Like a coat of arms? Except... Like that. So you could be, you know, in another country... And I could make that whistle, and if anybody turns around and like does it back to me, I know they're my family. Yeah, that's just known across the board. Mm-hmm. With well, the... except for my cousin who can't whistle. It's also not that uncommon of a whistle. No. No. Nah, I, it's not I... like it's a complicated whistle, but people don't go around going. It should be a pretty complicated whistle if you wanted it to live amongst certain members of a tribe yeah, how's that that's better Mm-mm. no that was the one my dad used to do oh really yeah he would whistle now i whistle at uh i think it was at the dog oh but then i applied it to my sister's Well, if you expand that that octave range, you could be the Chris Cornell of whistling. <laughs> What's his song that he sings the highest on? Oh, I'm going hungry. Going hungry. Chris Cornell, dead. Why did I? Suicide by hanging. The hanging thing? Yep. Are those all conspiracy theories? Oh, I don't. I'm <laughs> sure there's one attached to this, but I don't know what it would be. Because all of those ones that were hanging, except for like uh, Robin Williams, they're all linked with the same conspiracy that they were either part of a documentary or part of the society of people who are outing this like pedophilia ring. Oh, in yeah. Hollywood. I just I just it's, it is really all tied to pedophiles. This was Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell where they were where they murdered to cover up a pedophile ring. They were about to expose a list of pedophiles and then they were. Yeah. And that's like why um Corey uh Feldman and Corey Haim, which is the one that's alive, Feldman. Mhm. Yeah, and how that's why he's been sort of shut out of Hollywood because he he names names. He's aged to look like a bad Charlie Sheen. Uh maybe a better Charlie Sheen considering how Charlie Sheen is aged. Oh, man. Uh, Remember Charlie Sheen and Hot Shots? Uh, <laughs> God, he's so good in that. Hey, yeah, you can't take away from his work just because he's a nut job. I know, but just thinking about the way he looks now, he just looks like dehydrated version of that guy. Hey, look, if you're going to have a destructive lifestyle and you want to keep it up, just make that your brand. And then <laughs> then you have no reason eh. to change. But then you die. Yeah, he wants to die. Somewhere inside he wants to die. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that some people can live like a cockroach, you know, like can go through anything and still be alive? You know, like um, Andy Dick or even Charlie Sheen or, oh, like Steve-O. I know Steve-O's very sober, but, and, you know, Andy Dick's in and out. But then there are people like... um trying to make me go to rehab <laughs> what's her name amy uh, winehouse yes amy winehouse <laughs> or he ledger why do these people die uh, it, can- it's just the combo of drugs they mix the wrong things i know but you would think someone like steve-o i mean and andy dick who really push well there's luck limits. there's luck also it depends on what I you're guess. doing ledger he mixed opiates with uh, whatever Xanax is, and I can't remember now. Oh. Benzo. And those. Oh, because that's a double slow thing. Yeah, opiates put you at risk already of slowing your breathing. If you overdose on right. those, you're going to stop breathing. But then you mix the two, and why would you mix the two? 
you get more out of it, whatever that means. I don't know. What is there ever a chance where like somebody takes something that's an opiate and then they forget that they've taken it? And so they're like, I'm going to take a Xanax. I maybe depending on your state of mind and how yeah. fucked up you are. But I think if you're just taking an opiate, you don't forget that you took it. Okay. Whatever my experimentation with that was, was like, I knew exactly how many were left at any given time. Yeah. Was, oh, I forgot. <laughs> Oh, look at this secret uh, supply that I I didn't know that I had that never happened. I guess I've never really been high on opiates. If it's like a out of your mind thing or. You've been high on them. If you've taken them as you're supposed to take them. I mean, I think when people take them for the first time or sometimes first few times, some people get sick. The uh, first few times I took it, I underst- I was like, ooh, this feels real nice. Yeah, that's all it is. I, but then it, after that, I just felt like a weight. Like, I felt, like, heavy and horrible I, some, in my head. Some people, you know, when they it. talk about nodding, I don't understand that. That's just, on, on pills, too, you can nod, I guess, if you take a lot of them. Is that, like, falling asleep nodding, you mean? Yeah, but I, I don't know what the appeal to that is, but people love it. I'm yeah. nodding. I'm so high that I'm kind of in and out, and I'm just sitting here, and I'm out, and I'm smoking a cigarette, and it fell on yeah. my lap and started a fire, or I fell asleep in my food. That was like my old neighbor uh, who was the heroin addict. He was just sitting in the courtyard one day, nodded out with a lit cigarette in his hand. And I checked on him to make sure he was all right. And he woke up and he started talking to me for five minutes. And then there was something in his mouth. And I thought, I don't know what's going on. Is his lips swollen? And then it turns out that he had like half chewed bagel just in his mouth the whole time. So he was also eating and he nodded off. And then when he came to and talked to me, he still, the food was still in his mouth. And it's like, he didn't even recognize that. Wow. Well, they must enjoy it. Well, at that point, I feel like it's just complete escape. I don't like that total escape. I like, I think we've said this before. Like, I like to have one toe still in the lake of sobriety. No, what I liked about opiates was just like it was a boost of energy and uh, makes you feel good. It opens you up, like opened me up. Whereas like, I don't really want to talk to anyone ever. It's like, oh yeah, (laughs) let's talk. I feel good. I feel so great. I don't even care what the subject matter is. You're like self-medicating. Yeah, sure. <gasps> Did it make a hole? I hole punched a bottle cap in case anyone wants to know what the hell was happening. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. <laughs> what? That was fine. You Just because the cadence was a little different than other episodes? Yeah, and the tone. Of, <laughs> That's like it. a different musical melody than normal. Your name is Autumn Fisher. And I'm Greg Russ. No, no. I said your name is Autumn Fisher. And then you're. You... And he's Greg Russ. There you go. <laughs> I didn't claim to be you. I didn't uh, steal your identity. <sighs> I don't know what's happening. Don't be a role player. Don't be a role player. You would stink at Dungeons and Drags. D&D? Dun and Drags. Dun and Drags. Dun drag? What's the topic? Masculinity. Oh, boy. Masculinidad. You're really setting us up. Yeah, uh, I don't I, I want to approach this topic in a way that is different and honest, because I feel like a lot of people nowadays, now's the days are talking about this as a way to shame people, or at least that's what it makes others feel. You know, when when you say something uh, uh is masculine and you paint it in this really negative light and then all that does to someone who you know maybe don't have their eyes open to what sometimes masculinity can present in the world or how it can affect people it paints them in this horrible way and then they feel like shit and then all they do is like double down and say like no it's not wrong to be this way fuck you and then they double don't listen and then um yeah i just want to i want to be honest with how we experience it and what it's like when it is annoying. When it's masculine toxicity. <laughs> See, all well, of these things. That's, I know. that's <laughs> just, just they're such buzzwords, you know? Well, it's what toxic masculinity. Yes. And I just switched it around. Masculine, masculine toxicity. Well, one time I got confused and I was trying to reference it and I said masculine toxicity. And be like, huh? <laughs> It's, it's Did you to- then pretend that they were stupid? That's toxicity. <laughs> that's got a male bent to it. Mm-hmm. It high fives when it bangs other toxicities. 
Yeah. That's what happens in that situation. All right. So why are you thinking about this? I mean, you know my feelings on dudes. For the most part, they are scum. Scummy apes. Yeah. Like they've been in a pond for a long time and they come out and just covered in oozing scum. Yeah. Like swamp thing. Yeah. But he was cool. He had stuff hanging off of him. Oh, that's what I pictured. No, I'm, this was more of a film. I guess what I wanted to, some things I wanted, when I think about masculinity, obviously I do think about things that are pretty gender specific. Um, and probably a lot of people would say were problematic. Uh, because I do think about someone in my life and wanting them to be masculine so that that's reflected on me and I then can be feminine. So well, give us details. Example, I, I need more info. Yeah. For example, what's the dynamic I'm, of this relationship? What is it? No, it's not, it's not the, di- it's not any type of relationship. It's just in my mind. You know what I want out of someone who is around me or who is a partner to be masculine would be to do these things that I find is like their job to do. Like lifting logs? <laughs> sure. Maybe that. Killing bugs. <laughs> taking care of something for me that I can't do because of some feminine trait of mine, whether I'm indecisive or... <laughs> is um, that a feminine trait? I'm, now you're... Be careful in that I, territory. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I think my, my feminine traits, you know, I'm not so strong physically. I'm shorter than men, so there's times I want men to step in and get uh, that jar of pickles that's 16 Open feet in the Open something for me air. because you're stronger than me? Yeah. Yes. But uh, indecisiveness, that applies across the board. But you're, saying, does, you, but you're saying you want men to be decisive, make yes. decisions. We're going here. We're doing this. You're coming along but for I the ride. But I don't want it to be oppressive. You know, like, I want it, I want to be included in contributing to something that may typically be masculine um but if i don't want to i want the other person (laughs) to handle it so like if there was danger i would never want to feel uh, listen i would step up and be like all right there's danger like i got this we're gonna you know if i was with someone like a man and something was happening and they couldn't handle it or something i'd be like all right i got it and then maybe later i'd be like man why couldn't they handle that there's a movie that I never watched, but the whole premise was a couple who I think was mugged or robbed at gunpoint, and the guy hid behind the woman and didn't take care of the situation. Yeah. And, and then the rest of it was, I guess, what happens to the relationship after that. Which, See, now I... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I'm on board with something like that. Um, you know, as a person who generally thinks it's not fair to assign to all men, but growing up and what is your uh what you're taught to be typical when it comes to being a dude being a man Uh, a lot of the behaviors that grow out of that are things that i'm not fans of which is um you know like the the treating women like shit behind the scenes sometimes not behind the scenes but amongst other dudes like right like for some reason you score credibility points if you talk about how you banged her and then you just kicked her out it's like, where does that come from? Why is that cool? And I know that's really young middle school shit, but, uh, well, middle school is just lying at that point because how many people are having sex? I know there are kids, but for the most part, I think half those kids are like, yeah, yeah I've had sex, but you haven't. But high school is <laughs> maybe more fitting to that kind uh-huh. of mentality and possibly college. Um, but I think a lot of people hold on to that. You know, and then there's this idea that feelings and emotions are weak. And there's this strange pride that comes into play when uh, it's like, I don't ever cry. I don't ever feel things. Look at this sissy over here, this guy, this beta male who, and we can get into this and I know it can go too far in the other extreme. So, you know, there's a balance, it sounds like, that you like. And when I'm. Yeah, because I don't want someone to be so stoic, you know, because stoicism is a masculine thing trait yeah but and what, what, what I i'm do saying want them to be stronger yeah maybe. that's what i'm saying and, and that long setup despite my beliefs and i the way i talk about men for the most part being these apes 
that are not thinking and run around grunting and throwing their own shit. Um, I understand what you're saying. And like, there are some traits and things that come along with masculinity that, uh, are valid and, and maybe are attacked a bit. Yeah. Because I feel like they're the people who don't understand, um, the type of conversation that is happening in the world right now about, toxic masculinity and gender roles and how gender is a construct and all that stuff they they feel attacked and so what they do is go on the defensive and say oh so there's no such thing like so you want a man to be like this like a woman you know, is that what you're look? Is that what you're talking about? Fine, you know, like that. And then, and then people who are trying to get into girls' pants that are talking about this kind of thing are like, yeah, you know, I'm just real sensitive, and you know, pretend like they don't have masculine traits. Like, well, that's look, that's the same masculine traits that I dislike. The fact that dudes are hijacking the sensitive thing now and then presenting. Right. I'm not like one of these guys who runs around pounding his chest. I'm thoughtful. I'm beta. And then, then they, <laughs> but they're that. still using, yes, they're still using it as an attempt to get laid. And that to me is insufferable. Um, and it's no different than the alpha dude trying it's, to get yeah, laid. It's a, is it, what is it? This, the opposite side of the same coin. Yeah. It yeah, is exactly reaction on either side. It's exactly the same thing. Um, and you know, that's annoying to me. I'm not saying that people shouldn't go around and try to get laid if that's what they want to do. But, um, I still feel like there's trickery involved in that presenting uh-huh. yourself as something just to get laid instead of just yeah. presenting yourself and then you leave a decision up to a woman at that point where she can say all right you know what i would like to have sex with you it's like nah i'll do what i have to do just to get my dick wet just to get this person to <laughs> i thought it was a little too crude for our show i know we can go there but you know i wasn't yeah, i wasn't just to, to convince this person to get your dick wet so, yeah, I mean, as a guy these days, I think I don't feel confused about my place and what it means for me, but I could surely see um, where, where it's difficult. Talk, like the behavior that you have that you feel was either rewarded growing up, you know, because your parents or what you saw <clears throat> in society as what it is to be masculine. And then all of a sudden and then I guess it's been successful for you. All of a sudden, someone is telling you that those traits are, quote, toxic. You're like, fuck off. They're fine. You know, I'm not doing anything to you. But what happens is what you were talking about, where it sort of grows this overall feeling that because I have these traits that are innate and then are influenced by societal constructs and things that to not be masculine is not as good, right? To be masculine is best. So then women aren't good at this. Instead of having, instead of women just having a separate skill set, it's like, well, women are not as good as men because they can't be this masculine. They can't do these things. Well, in certain situations, that just by default does apply. If it's anything that has to do with physical strength, for the right. most part, men are just by nature stronger than women. Um, so if there is a job that requires physical strength, I feel like, yes, women are at a disadvantage. Um, and that's a situation where that could play out. But I think quite often, you know, these guys who get defensive, they take it a little too far. Here's this isn't even to me. It's never been that complicated of a matter. It's if your behavior is demeaning or dismissive to a woman directly or indirectly, then it's probably a behavior that you should look at and modify. And if it's people not, can't do that. Well, I mean, and the, the, there are people who take it too far on the other side. There are women who, if a, if a man does anything, like open a door. Yeah, how dare you? And think, okay, the person's just trying to be nice. Take it into context. No one's saying that you can't open the door. If you want to argue that such dynamics and chivalry is outdated, then fine. That's an argument to be had. But don't take offense to it. That a, a person who does that isn't, you know, trying to offend you, and therefore I don't think that they should be. Uh, attacked for it um, so maybe there's some confusion on that front but I think for the most part most women are probably on the same page as you it's like there's a balance that needs to be struck 
And, you know, any guy who's feeling attacked doesn't need to double down and dig in his heels. It's take a look at your behavior and how does it affect women. People and can't do that, though. I don't, why? Why is it so difficult I for don't people know. to do? It's, it's, it, 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 like, breaks apart so much of who they are. And then it probably, maybe it makes them feel vulnerable. And but that is difficult for people to feel. If your identity is wrapped up in the number of women you have sex with and treat like shit, then you should be broken apart. And like this should not be your existence to begin with. And I, all right, even if it's someone who's not necessarily like <laughs> this guy we're picturing, right? Where it's like, yeah, fucking bitches getting, yeah, I don't give a fuck about anybody, yeah, I'm masculine. Maybe it's just someone who, you know, believes that gender is a zero or a one and uh all of this feminist you know ultra feminism is bullshit and women are women and men are men you know you really are taking apart so much of what they know about the world and what they've felt and grown up with in the world that i guess it's difficult for people to sort of be able to exist in that world because they it feels so foreign to them and therefore probably very wrong i don't yeah i, I hear what you're saying i it's just hard for me to grasp because if your identity is wrapped up in this i just think that's a you're misplacing your identity to begin with mm-hmm. whether or not these behaviors are right or wrong or just the fact that that is who you are and you're wrapped up in this idea of what it means to be a man. And if someone says challenges that and and says that you should think twice, that it completely destroys your ego. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's issues there. Because what if someone came to me and said, okay, your femininity is toxic. You're influencing other people to be a certain way so like my femininity is sort of like poisoning my daughter into believing that this is the way to be feminine could someone say that to me is that what is that what people feel like is happening possibly i mean what are you instilling in your daughter yeah i guess i'm not instilling that like like what is what is men are oh i guess i could be i could i could be oh Maybe this is happening. Maybe there is some toxic femininity in saying, like, all men are pigs. Yeah, I mean, if you present it in a way that's not winnable, like, for the other side. Because so many women do that. Yeah, because a lot of it is based on experience. But that aside, um, yeah, if you're setting it up so there's no winning, and it's like, look, just writing it off, they're pigs, nothing you can do about it, don't even deal with them. Yeah, I can understand that. I was also thinking that maybe... Toxic femininity could be viewed by some people as instilling uh, traits such as really pushing her to be a girl, like dresses and dolls. And she wants to take karate, but I make her take ballet. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if there's much harm in that. Well, if she wanted to take karate and you said no. And you went against her wish because of an idea of what a girl should be. There's harm in that. But if she chooses to just grasp on to what's traditionally feminine and wants to live like that, then that's no problem. I do think, I don't know. This is, it's hard because, you know, I, I resort to talking about men who are just out to get laid and treat women like shit, shit. But, you know, there are traditional roles that I also think are outdated. Just the whole, a woman is a homemaker. I'm the man. I go out, I make the money. Uh, Mm -hmm. Marriage really uh, is to me an archaic institution that's based in in like ownership. Like the woman takes the man's last name and now you're mine. Your dad gave you away to me. Now you're mine. It doesn't mean that I don't understand marriage in a different sense we're making a commitment to a person and choosing to have a life together i I get that and i can also appreciate that but you know a traditional marriage and that dynamic 
I want to say it's not something that I think is is cool, but you know, I stumble over that because who am I to say that? If the two people in that relationship want that kind of dynamic, then I, who am I to say that they're wrong? Yeah, yeah, I think that's across the board. I think if it's working for someone, then it works for them. So whatever. But, but I do but, think that sets up ideals. But then if those two people say that somebody else's relationship is less than because they choose not to get married because of some sort of they because of like what you're saying where they feel like it's this archaic whatever there's this sort of issue with the man in her life previously was her father and then the husband is now the man you know like for for that couple initially to look down on the other and say like then that's where masculinity and femininity and I guess identity like that becomes a problem. It's only a problem, though, if you're demonizing the other side. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, it's a tricky thing because I, when I'm, when I'm being cautious with here is I want to say I don't agree with that dynamic at all. I, and I think that it still is harmful is not the right word. See, that's getting pretty extreme. But <laughs> when people talk about equality... That's something that I believe in, and I do believe that women for a very long time were told this is your role. You're going to be a homemaker. You're going to raise children. Your career, your desires, they don't really matter much. And I know that it wasn't— Well, they matter, but just not— as much. Yeah, I mean, there's certain activities that you can get involved in, like sewing or bunko. You're allowed to have those things. Well, even a more modern approach still can be like, well, you know, I'm the bre- I'm the breadwinner, so your needs are less than. And again, though, if people if that's the dynamic that the people want in that relationship, then fine, so be it. Um, and if they instill that in their children, and their children want that, then I guess fine. <sighs> that's a society. That's a societal. I think construct people that you're talking about. Yeah, people ultimately should be able to make their own decisions, and people should not be. Uh, held back for the things that they want. And I think that's where the problem right. comes into play with the traditional roles of masculinity. Um, I mean, this is now we're just kind of talking about gender roles and not masculinity. Hmm. But, um, you know, if there was a woman who wanted to do something, but society had said, nope, this is the way things are set up. You're not allowed to do that thing. That is a problem. And I think that there are models in place where that quite often happened. And that's why I view those things as being a problem. But if there are people within that, who are happy living like that, then I have no problem with it. But if they well, start pushing it more and more where that continues, if you present those, I know that I'm all over the place. If you present those roles to your children and you try to pass that along and the children don't want that same thing and then you make them feel bad for that, that's where the right. problem is. I think that there are things <clears throat> that are naturally that naturally occur when you are when you live your life as a man when you live your life as a male human well, what are you and, thinking <clears throat> i've tried to live as well, a well i don't know i don't know there's there's like a spectrum of masculinity right um and then there's a spectrum of femininity i think that just comes on average right normal quote unquote and then when someone sort of goes outside of outside of that spectrum, then it is different and it is maybe odd. Well, what are you thinking? And, what are what are some of the things that fall into these spectrums? Uh well, okay, so hold on, let me get there. So like I said, naturally I think that these things happen and occur. And then you that all gets boiled down into this thing where like if a woman does something that a man does then it's treated differently than if the man had done it and the first thing i think of is like in an office place where a man can be like kind of a shithead um but be very successful and a woman who is kind of a shithead is a bitch you know or like if a man is very decisive and, <clears throat> um, you know, uh, curt with his employees, then he's a leader. 
you know, and he gets things done and he's down to business or whatever. And a woman does that. And it's like, she's uncaring and unfeeling because we do place these, um, these gender roles or, you know, these certain traits of femininity or masculinity onto people. Well, those are the discrepancies I feel as though shouldn't exist and they do still exist. And that is when people talk about, uh, you know, masculinity, um, being toxic, and I know it's such a buzzword now and people hear it and they just glaze yeah. over. But where those discussions come from are those kind of dynamics. Now, some people, again, as we say, to take it way too far. But let's just eliminate that so we can just focus on, <laughs> on this part of it. There are valid points that are made about the dynamics of workplaces, just society in general, relationships, where the inequalities do exist. Um, I feel like anybody who opposes that, I question why anyone would oppose that, wanting to change that. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on right now that it seems like you would hope that someone's reaction would be, am I doing something that's harming someone else? I don't want to do that. Tell me what that is so I can figure it out. You know, but I think that some people can't, it's an, it, they feel attacked yeah, when that happens. If you're feeling attacked, I feel like there's two reasons. It's your identity that's being attacked, which I can understand. It doesn't mean you're right for uh, digging in and, and claiming that some of these things don't exist. Or you feel as though you have something to lose. And I think maybe men in a lot of these situations feel like they do have something to lose. I, th I think huh. overall that's something that's going on. Um, you know, we've, we've kind of hit upon this on other episodes, um, but, you know, white men in general feel attacked. Mm -hmm. And I get it. A lot of that, and we don't need to go too deep into that, but a lot of that does come in, like your identity is being attacked. Uh, you feel as though just because you're white and you're a dude that people are coming after you and dismissing you, and that's not really what's happening. They're just saying that white dudes in general uh, there's a dynamic that's been set up where they benefit more than other people. And you really can't argue that. And then I think some of the people do feel threatened within that whole movement where it's like, all right, well, if that does kind of exist and I have things to lose and that's hard for people to what? admit, nobody really wants to admit that. And then boiling it down to just masculinity and how it plays into the dynamics with women. That's that surely is there. What do you think about guys talking about women sexually when women aren't around in what way i mean i know that women do the same thing i don't know how yeah. it plays out with women because i'm not a woman and i'm not there for those conversations so um I, I mean what is the conversation i don't think talking about being attracted to a woman uh is a bad thing or if you had sex i mean i think that going about saying yeah got laid less and it's juvenile it's like okay what you want a high five <laughs> smell my finger you want some you want to be validated somehow by i think that's dumb and then i think it can cross over and to a territory that really repulses me where mm -hmm. then you know that women are being treated by like you know an object that's just something I've never, like, I understand as a man, you're attracted to women. And sometimes that is, you know, your desire to just ravage. Right. But as I state so many times, as a human, you're supposed to be uh, capable of thinking past your most basic natural impulses and instincts. Right. And even though that exists, if you're just forcing it on people, or you're talking like you're forcing it on people. And if you're not, I, I don't like that. Yeah, because there could be someone in that group who is more sensitive or isn't as interested in being that type of masculine uh, or just being that type of person. And then they feel less than. And so then they sort of pretend in their real life. Like, so guys can be talking a lot of shit and not all of it's true about how a woman was treated. And then the person who was listening to that or maybe someone's kid, you know what I mean? Like they're in that environment. And then that's where that society thing gets fucked up where they they start to 
sort of pretend or or feel like, oh, I have to act this way to be a man. Definitely. That's where it comes into play when you're left to learn what it means to be a man by other men. And especially when you're younger, other adolescent mm-hmm. kids, the ones who are setting the standard are the ones who have more experience with women and the way they talk and then the way they get reactions and you see that, you're like, oh, I would like to have that kind of reaction. I would like to be that kind of person the other guys think is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's where a lot of this is instilled. And, and you don't get past that as an adult. Some people don't. No, that's the problem. And it is presented all over the place. I'm sure a lot of these kids have dads who talked about women the same way that they overheard. And that doesn't, you know, there was something that I never took to. I never thought that that was cool. Um, I think there's probably a point that I you think about it and you just want to fit in when you're a kid. Um, oh, yeah. But I never. I mean, a lot of that stuff is trying on different outfits to sort of see what kind of person you are. I pretty quickly, though, decided like I don't that's not the kind of person I want to pretend to be or be. Right. Um, and I didn't go down that path. And for a long time as a man, you know, you are I didn't stand up to anyone like that and I didn't really call them out on their shit either because you just kind of want to be left alone and we're talking about being younger at this point mm-hmm. the less you stir things probably the better um, so yeah I didn't really call anyone out and therefore there wasn't anything you know directed back at me you know I what I'm saying is if you do say something in a situation like that you're probably going to be called a pussy by the mm-hmm. other guys and yeah. there still is this standard of what it means to be a man and you're weak because you're not you know it gets pretty gross pretty quickly what is also i think difficult is the reaction um from a societal standpoint to that sort of behavior because you know what we're talking about is like locker room talk (laughs) boys will be boys stuff like that and you know society is you know it's it's um it's like popular right to to sort of say like well that's unacceptable you know and and men should never be allowed to talk like that because it degrades women and um well is anyone saying that you shouldn't be having that conversation is that really what's being presented? I think if that if men are having that conversation, then someone could say, "No, that's not okay to do anymore." Having a conversation where it is degrading towards yeah. a woman—is uh, there a need for that? What are you getting? What do you? What is the guy getting out of it? Why is he getting that out of it? Should, then that shouldn't exist in the first. I think what people want to change—like a male bonding thing. It's almost like you know they don't. Men aren't going out to hunt. You know, so, in a but, primitive way. Yeah, so so, this, so hunting women is the way to go. Like the positive reinforcement yeah, you get it out like of that triggers the same thing in their brain. That's what there, you know? that's what's what people want to get rid of is that positive reinforcement. When you're demeaning uh-huh. towards a woman, you shouldn't get that reinforcement, and therefore maybe that would should you have conversations about someone you had sex with? You like them? You're attracted to them? Are there ways to discuss that that isn't? I think most of the conversations actually are fine until you get to some point where there's a need there. Men feels that there's a need to then say, and then I kicked her out and didn't even give her cab money. Like that is supposed to elicit some kind of positive response. And where does that come from? That's where it crosses the line. I think if you're just discussing things um, or even if you had sex with someone, you didn't like them for whatever reason, there's no, Uh you don't need to like demean them to the point where it's an object, she's a dog, it was disgusting. That stuff doesn't need to come into play. And that's that's the line. There's no reason to eliminate Yeah, put a bag this, over her head. Yeah, yeah a butter yeah. face. Ah, cool, yeah, uh-huh. huh. You're so cool. And You're this, so desperate that this is what you did, you idiot. Look, and I'm sure it exists on the other side. I don't know how women speak. Um, I think just because by nature the position of power falls with men... Right. Uh, that's the way it's been set up that when women have those conversations, it doesn't feel as though it's as detrimental because uh, it's it's not really representative of a bigger problem. But, you know, if, yeah. if women were more in power and ran the world the way men have and then they had the same conversations, I think that, yeah, then you can argue it's like, all right, well, if you really want equality, some of this stuff needs to 
to change. And maybe not everyone wants equality. And I think that's a big thing at play too. People do mm -hmm. want maybe the traditional roles to exist again, because they feel as though that's who they are and they have something to lose. I think that there's a lot that's going on. Um, like I said, on either ends of spectrums, right? Where it's like all or nothing. Well, we need to be exactly however we want, even if it's, you know, offensive or it, you know, stops women from gaining access to success. I don't care. I don't want it to change. And then the other side where it's like, oh, well, we have to, you know, get every man to be not so quote unquote masculine because it's offensive to be, you know what I mean? I think that in real life, there's much more, everybody's falling. Most people are falling into either ends of the middle of this spectrum. But because of things like social media or companies that are trying to prevent, you know, lawsuits or trouble or, or virtue signaling, we only we feel like in reality, it's people on either end of the spectrum when when it's not. We're presented this fake reality of what's happening in society based on being online or news who's trying to, you know, yeah, make well. You stay connected to their channel and stuff like that. You have like to that. simplify and, and boil things down. And what happens is the just most basic parts of those messages are what's presented. And our eyes are so, you know, glued to a screen that's telling us what's happening in the world that maybe we're not experiencing what's actually happening in the world because we're, we're less, especially during this pandemic and quarantining and everything, like we're, we're not interacting with people as often as we were before. And even before, I mean, even when we were, it still was difficult to sort of experience the world, but especially like during all of this, you know, racial stuff and gender, whatever, it's like, maybe we're not experiencing what it's actually like. Well, there's no reason to, I, I hear what you're saying, but there's no reason to dismiss these things. The nuance of these movements are it's all lost because again things right. need to be presented in extremes uh the news is guilty of this because they presenting a nuanced story with a lot of context no one's going to really read that it's also not attention grabbing um so then you just have to boil it down and push your basic messages and it's either or that's what ends up coming and then out people post that and then they say like this is the reality of the world when it's really not not to say that a portion of it isn't and that whoever is in this article that you just read that was pushed by somebody else, well, you know, what? that it, it didn't happen to that person, but it may not be the experience of the mo most of the people. Well, what happens is there are actual changes that are happening. Um, you know, I guess in the most noticeable in a workplace, but just viewpoints in general about mm -hmm. the dynamic between men and women. That is happening. That is being implemented in many places. And what you're talking about with the extremes that are presented, uh, I think when you're faced with it in a real-world setting, and if you're one of the people who's opposed to it, you view it as the other side winning. So therefore, right. what it actually represents, it doesn't even matter at that point to you. It's just, this is yeah, bullshit, right. and why is this here? I'm um, being stifled. Yeah, and that's a product of people not having the information or it's a product of really, again, you want to keep the way things are. And right. I wish people would be honest if that's what they want and it, it, with the reasons they want things to stay the way they are. It's like it, I would disagree with you, but at that point, it's too easy for you to hide right now behind the other side and people are coming after me and attacking me. It, it, be honest with the real reasons you want things to stay the same because it benefits you. You like it. You're the one who's in power. You're in the stronger position and you want to keep it that way. This I is wish that people could be more self-reflective. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I know. It would just be nice to say, you know, where, where is this feeling of anger coming from? Oh, and I did want to say, about this topic that I sort of used to feel 
the way like ah get out of here you know Ugh. it's too oh you, you're too sensitive who you know i mean i just anybody who's talking about anything because i felt unsafe you know for things to be different you know uh it really is about control. I know where things are. I know where where everyone's placed. And when you tell me like, oh, actually, the board that all of these things are placed on has shifted. I'll say, no, 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 it's not. You're wrong. You're crazy. Well, that like, brings you're, up your. Yeah, that brings up a good point that there are probably women out there who don't want to change as much either because their roles are defined and people know how they fit. People like to know how they fit in. And maybe that's the reason that you would dismiss it because then it presented new challenges for you if you were yeah. to look at it. I, and I feel like your feelings actually would be on the side of, hey, let's let's make things a little more equal. I do feel like that now. I feel like looking back before, I know that I reacted the way that I'm, you know, I don't want to say demonizing, but I'm saying is a negative. So maybe, you know, maybe if you're, if you've been saying for a long time that whatever that other thing is that feels a little threatening or you feel is wrong, it's okay to also change your mind, you know? Well, yes, yeah, change your mind and understand actually what's being discussed and not just jump on Because uh, sometimes changing your mind makes you feel like you've lost. But it's not a, it's not a matter of winning or losing. That's the it's whole problem. It's not really, but it's how they it's how you feel about it. It doesn't really it doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's just how someone might feel about it. Yeah, but that whole approach at that point I feel as though it's fl- it's flawed. It is flawed, but it doesn't really matter. It's what people feel. I mean, as a man and trying to understand what it means to be a man, uh, a lot of the things you say I do feel as though in certain situations or in a dynamic of a relationship, you know, what I really want is a partnership where both people are autonomous. There isn't a power struggle or even a power dynamic where one person mm. is the one who's always in power. I think that should go back and forth. But there are things that, you know, I would like to take the lead on. Um, and that's not necessarily career. I think I would have a problem if the someone I was with was the one with the career and I stayed at home. And that's rooted mm-hmm. in these old ideas of gender roles and what it means to be a man. And, you know, and I'm, that's not a place I would be comfortable in. But I feel as though a man who decides to do that, that's fine. And right. I think a man who does do something like that is uh, labeled as being weak or something similar to that. But what I'm saying is there's still things that exist in my mind about what it means to be a man. And I would like to go out and also work and contribute um, and doing that should not be, you shouldn't be criticized for f- having that need No, and saying and, like, oh, you just can't handle this. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, having sex is something that I enjoy. I know that quite often I dismiss it because I was working on the extreme other side of being around men who presented themselves as apes who just wanted to get off. And I, I needed to prove to who knows myself really, but maybe the rest of the world, but only myself that I was nothing <laughs> like them. So I would go to the opposite extreme. Like I don't even need to have sex, but you know, the truth right. is I do like it and there's nothing wrong with that. There are ways to uh, go about it where it's respectful for everyone involved. I don't, yeah, I, I don't get off on the idea of uh, being demeaning to a woman or being, overly in control and i know that unless she's into that yeah i mean if she's into that then (laughs) you work that out because then both people are enjoying it it's not against someone's will uh i also think that you know having feelings and not just shutting them down uh is a that i don't see why that's not a masculine thing like learning your feelings and presenting them Mm -hmm. and having control of them um or even when they don't when you can't have control of them and they feel like, but you know, being able to maneuver and work within them, like that's should be a trait that all men try to grasp. it's like, yeah, your feelings are okay. Understand them and learn how to work within them. And that's why is that a feminine thing? Because women are more typically are more connected in with their feelings. And maybe that's because some, for some other weird societal 
made up thing where we've decided to talk to little girls more about how they feel or maybe it's because it is nature for women to have more feelings about things it may be nature and i know that there were certain points where it's like there's a job to get done and if you have all these feelings that's going to get in the way like war that's true or hunting yeah like sure but it's not the world we live in and also you can have both you could learn yeah. to have your feelings and then if the situation arose where you had to d- act, you can still do that. It's not like you lose that ability. It's not right. going to be, oh, I'm sitting here in the corner and I'm so sensitive. Now I can't go handle this thing that needs to be done because I chose to be in tune with my feelings. Like that, it's not. That's another either or that exists. Mm-hmm. It's all everyone, anyone yeah. wants to work in, and you know that that dynamic does still exist. It's probably the easiest to understand because then you can, and then like you said in the beginning, where it's like people want to have a place so then you can say all right this is my place i've decided you know it's either or and i have planted my flag firmly in or and (laughs) or this side of either and so yeah you feel good about your place and then you can argue with someone instead of being like well it's actually pretty complicated you're like ugh. what is complicated and nobody really wants to get involved in that and that's that's a problem everyone wants everything wrapped up neatly with a fucking bow on it yeah like, here it is. Here's the way it works. Like, no, that's not really the way it works if you're doing this properly. Uh, you don't need yeah. to be completely dismissed, but the reason you feel like you are is because you refuse to budge and the other side refuses to budge. And, uh, you know, there's a middle that you can meet at and then branch out from there. And it's also going to be pretty messy feeling. If, if you approach these things honestly and realistically. Yeah. It's not going to be contained in what it means to be a man. And it will be probably more complicated than you want it to be. And changing. And that's okay, too. The dynamic does still exist, though, where if you bring this topic up, maybe there's someone listening to it now, if they even got this far. If anyone's opposed to this, I doubt they even got this far. But if they heard this, they're probably like, yeah, shut up, you sissy. (laughs) It's okay. Sure. Where does that come from? I don't know. I, I don't really care anymore. Like, I know what I'd like to do, and I'm just trying to uh, work on that. Yeah. And I think if enough people do that, then it just changes by nature. Meaning if everyone is got a different approach, and then that becomes the norm in society, then a lot of this stuff does go away. But you got to change that thinking. Right. That's really what needs to be changed, and... I, you know, I don't think anyone goes about it the right way for the most part on a, on a large scale. Well, we weren't taught, you know, how to, we're coming from generations before us who were taught certain things and then they either bucked that and swung too far the other way, uh, or they held on to some old way and then tried to pass that down. And then that happens again after the next generation and then again and again and Nobody's going to get it right. No one's going to be brought up perfectly or or raise kids perfectly. But I mean, I really think despite any any sort of ideas you have about how men or women or whatever, how people are supposed to behave, I think that the biggest thing that I can do to affect the future and my kids is to teach them about how they feel. Because everything comes back to just how it made you feel and validating feelings, um, not making them a slave to their feelings, you know, like you said, where it's like you're just a puddle in a corner and you can't move because you're feeling so much. But I mean, paying attention to how something made you feel and then you can sort of base your actions or your thoughts on those things because You've paid attention to what, how something made you feel. And so then you understand that your action may have made someone else feel something. And I think that across the board, that would help society. Pansy. I know. I've said for a long time, I think a therapist should be president. (laughs) And just represent and just be a leader that shows you like, again, you're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere as a therapist with like Kim Jong-un. Un, but maybe 
Maybe. <laughs> oh, you're talking about, I, I, I was thinking more of a clinical setting where you sat him down and had discussions with him. Maybe. Oh, look, I just mean as a, I know, you know. I know. Yeah, I yeah. know what you meant there. I mean, look, yeah, they're, they're going to look at someone like from that society is going to look at us as like pussies for, you know, having someone you know, being a president talk about their feelings. when you're president, you don't leave the office without blood on your hands in some shape or form. And yeah. sometimes you have to act and it can't be rooted in emotion all the time. Um, and that's true, too. And that's that's what I'm saying, where it's not like you're a slave to eat to your emotions or to other people's emotions, but just paying attention to how the world affects you because you have an effect on the world i just feel like overall that would be a better society people that doesn't mean that someone can't then be like yeah i fucked up you know like that's okay people don't have the ability to view it in in such a manner Mm -mm. you know as it comes to feelings i i guarantee a lot of people think that if you give into it then you lose it completely the other side you're like all right now you're just yeah, as you said, a slave to your feelings and you're indecisive and you overthink everything. Yeah, you're pussy. Sure, that can be that can be a real thing and you can use uh-huh. it as an excuse not to act. But there's a way to introduce and balance it all. And you know, anyone who feels the need to still behave in a way that's demeaning to women as a man, I don't understand. I don't know what you get out of it. It's, yeah, I've never yeah. quite understood it other yeah, than I understand what they're doing, right? Yeah. They're creating uh, camaraderie. And yeah. But somewhere uh, in there, if you really think, yeah, this is the way that it is and it's worth protecting I, that, that I can't yeah. understand. Yeah. It should be like, yeah, we'll bust it. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> you guys you got to stop degrading these women. You know, and just quickly on the other side, yeah, like my sister on the other side, if you still want to open doors and pay for things yeah. as a man. Um, some women maybe don't want that. And if they don't want it, then fine. Let them have it. Then There's fine. nothing. But right. if, if still, you know, that's just being nice. Yeah. It doesn't. I was offended during my pregnancy when people didn't open the door for me. <laughs> well, you still want that kind of treatment and that's okay. I sure do. Yeah. Cause I do feel like, like I said, in the very beginning of this episode where some of my femininity comes from reflecting back from someone else's masculinity. Which I like. And as a man, as I said, I, I there's still some roles that I view to be mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, protection of a family or people you care about. That's one of those things, certainly, that would come into play. Yeah. Uh, making decisions sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes. Because yeah, if no. you make them all, <laughs> then, then it's like, all right, it's always your, at your will. But Yeah. Sometimes. And then it's all on your shoulders, too. Sometimes there's a control. It's like, just take control of the situation. It's like, okay, I can do that. I have the ability to do that. Yeah. And I will do that. It doesn't need to be all the time, and it doesn't mean I can't decide. Right. So it's well, uh, it's ongoing. Maybe we cleared. Maybe we, <laughs> I don't think we fixed anything or cleared anything up. But I think that discussions like this, what I hope that someone listening may do is have a similar discussion with someone. Um, so that people can exist in the real world and not experience it through, you know, your crazy aunt reposting something on Facebook or your crazy uncle. Let us hope. Let us hope. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Please rate and review. Subscribe. Uh, Please support our... uh, our sponsor, hoffandpepper.com. You can get 15% off with the code 1topic15. And uh, find us on Facebook. Message us. Talk to us. We like it. Bye. Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce. But I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts. A company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with... 
I don't know. What? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, what? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hop Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm gonna give you 15% off if you use the code ONETOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. One topic 15. Good. That's O N E T O P I C 15. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm.